Unfederated, a podcast for freelancers hosted by a brother and sister who are polar opposites, but have found a way to make a living doing what they love. Hey, brother. Hey, Sarah. How's it going? Just so good. I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. I know. It's been so long. We just got back from uh, traveling and to the same place at the same time on purpose. <laughs> uh, some might call it vacation. Some would. Some would. <laughs> uh, and that prompted, I think, what we're going to talk about uh, today, right? The um, being a solo freelancer person who has to deal with their whole business while you're traveling and trying to vacation. That word sounds weird. That can't be right. Yeah, I looked up uh, before we went, I looked up several articles about traveling with the toddler uh, to try to figure out some stuff because we were traveling with the toddler. And so in my mind, this episode is called Traveling with Clients (laughs) (laughs) and kind of a a similar approach. It's it's a whole other art form to the travel, I think. It is. And it's actually a part of um, life I'm trying to adjust. Like I'm actually giving in and trying to figure out how to arrange business in a way where I have somebody who can step in, um, for me when I'm traveling or otherwise unavailable. Uh, but currently, and for the whole time I've been doing this for two and a half years, I have not had that. And, um, it's difficult to balance, not unlike a toddler. That's quite true. Um, there's there's a piece of it. I think the first couple of vacations I've gone on since this time, I just found myself working the whole time. And so this trip that we just got back from uh, had a little bit more of an uh, of an intention to uh, you know find rest. I, I kind of needed to to unplug for a minute. And so, with the exception of of maybe two half days of the week that we were there, um, was able to fairly do that successfully um part of it was was the time of year it was around the holidays and people hadn't quite checked back in uh yet but while it was fresh in our minds uh, i thought we could run through some things that we did or wish we had done um to kind of make that time a little bit more fruitful yeah i think you kind of already um hit the first one at least i mean my skill set on this is low because i travel a lot and i'm always feeling like i'm failing at either the travel part or the work part. Um, But I think my biggest uh, consideration is what you already said, which is we were traveling during a time that was around the holidays when people are not really like churning a bunch of work and nobody really expects a response Um, right after New Year's, basically. And and the way New Year's fell this year, people, a, a lot of people were on vacation and that made a huge difference for me. And it did last year as well. Yeah, I, th- I think there's certainly, we've talked a little bit in the past about um, trying to keep notes on your calendar as you go through the year to, to kind of assess when are the seasons that your clients are particularly um, busy and, and when are they not. And for example, I, I work with a lot of e-commerce clients. So uh, Q4, you know, doing promotions for the holidays is a very stressful time. Uh, from like Black Friday, you know, getting ready for Black Friday through kind of the, uh, I've realized kind of the cutoff in which um, you can't get stuff by mail anymore. You know, I I assumed it would be through Christmas, but for most of my clients, it was about a week ahead of time. And then all of a sudden everything just kind of really, you know, they've been slammed too. So it really mellowed out um, pretty dramatically through the new year because, you know, they'd been exceptionally busy and they were looking to unplug a little bit as well. And so, like, in my mind, I'm making a mental note of that for those clients because, um, 
hopefully that will shape some of my travel schedule in the future so that I can better accommodate um, the seasons where they need me and better accommodate the, the seasons they don't. Yeah, we were just talking about that. Um, my husband was uh, saying, hey, when do you want to do this trip? Our tw- 2019 was like, we're going to travel us. And that has not, not at all played out. So we're going to start the year out of town. Yeah. <laughs> Come home and plan another trip. Yeah. So he was, I mean, we were not back for a day when he was on the phone with his dad uh, talking about um, sailing in the Mediterranean. And he was like, going through, well, we could do July or August. And I was like, well, I mean, last year when we did July in Portugal, that worked out pretty well for me. So I guess I have no reason that it worked out really well. But if I'm just arbitrarily choosing between two dates, then I'm going to go with the one that like I didn't have any work to do that one time. (laughs) But probably keeping a record would be a lot better. Even at the end of each month, if you just wrote yeah, this was a slow week. This wasn't. Um, after a year, you'd probably find some patterns. And at least then, I mean, you did your best. You made an informed decision. For me, it's not episodic like it is maybe for other industries. It's just kind of um, like a, a deluge all the time. So Yeah, it's uh, just knowing the busy seasons, which are kind of like your out-of-bounds times, right? Like these are times I absolutely shouldn't be out of pocket. Uh, with any reasonable expectation of, of enjoying it. Um, but then there's the other, yeah, I, I think it's, yeah, the challenge of course is that your clients this year are probably not your clients next year and so forth. And so there's always going to be a little bit of fluctuation there, but um, uh, some of the things that I kind of jumped in and, and tried to do a bit this time, uh, the clients that had been emailing with me and we kind of had, open issues, you know, just kind of things we were working through together. Um, I tried to give all those folks just kind of a heads up that like, Hey, this is, you know, I'm going to be gone here in uh, about a week from now. And uh, so, you know, let's try to wrap this up. Let's this thing we're working on. Let's try to get it to a good place. Or, um, you know, just, so you know, I, I thankfully haven't had any clients like respond poorly to that, you know, like, no, how dare you? Um, and, and perhaps due to the time of year or having good clients, um, but just kind of giving them like a, a kind of a human connection of like, Hey, you know, this is the thing we do each year. Like we're going to go do this thing. Like, uh, I'll, I'll be working a little bit, but not a lot. So like be mindful, you know, if, if there's something super important, I'm available, but if not, like, you know, I'll see you, see you when I see you kind of thing. I think that is super smart. And I think it, the underpinning of that is making a decision on the outset about what your what your travel plans are going to be because um i we travel so much that i could, would not have any clients if i told them every time i was on vacation because they would say this is ridiculous <laughs> so i fake it like i'm not on vacation a lot and i just i mean it's understood if we're going out of town for a wedding or something and we have to get there on a thursday or friday that i'm going to post up at the coffee shop thursday and friday from you know 9 to 5ish um and that's that's fine because i can't not right um, and I never tell anyone if I'm doing that. I mean, I'll take phone calls and say I'm traveling, but I kind of make it seem like a work thing. Um, <laughs> and I did that in Portugal as well. I mean, we were in Portugal for 
two weeks. And if I'd kept my out of office message on all that time, I feel like people would have gotten mad, which is fair, you know? Um, it's worried just, that you'd yeah. fall in off the yeah. sofa. Yeah. Um, so I kind of try to figure out, um, is it a trip where I'm going to work or is it, a, it, unless I don't have to, if I happen to not have to for, because nothing came up, then great. But is it a trip where I'm going to work or is it actually a trip where I'm going to try to take some time? And even within a trip, I'll carve out space where I'm more available. Like this time we, we got in there early and did sailing school. So I wasn't able to work during those days, but I knew that once you guys got there, we'd all have like a house and reliable Wi-Fi, and I could do some stuff. Yeah. And that's, it is such a double-edged sword because of a trip of a certain size and, and we, our travel obviously looks dramatically different. You travel a lot, love to do really um, awesome vacations. I take more of like the Ron Swanson approach where I have like very little interest in leaving the United States. <laughs> and, um, you know, like when he goes to uh, London and yeah. Um, so yeah, volume is certainly an expectation there of, of how to deal with that. And then for me, I, I often, you know, I think, Oh, I'm going to have to work a little bit on vacation, you know, and Rachel, my wife frequently reminds me, yeah, but you did that anyways. You know, like the fact that you're out on your own and you're having to work on vacation really isn't that much different than when you had a job and you had to work on vacation. Like some components of it weren't that different. Like That's uh, a great point. Yeah, I hadn't really even thought that through, but you're totally right. Yeah, and I've, I've never worked at, you know, like a big bureaucratic company where there's, you know, I can set my out-of-office memo and just like check out. You know, I've always been at a smaller startup agency kind of world where um where i had to cover those things so some way somehow even if it's just forwarding a message to someone to take care of it you know just i I couldn't just ignore it so that part hasn't changed and then i often kind of weigh it too uh against just the quality of life i have the other you know 51 weeks of the year um which is so dramatically different and better than i'm more than willing to sacrifice a couple half days on a on a um, vacation to just kind of even the, you know, even the scales a bit. Um, no problem on that. So anyways, um, one of the things that I tried to do a little bit, I don't think we talked about this when we were in person, but um, uh, the email app I use that I've been um, suggesting you use uh, has, and, and a bunch of email apps do this, but it has the ability to schedule emails to send later and one of the things I'll try to do when I'm traveling, either to create the illusion that I'm still working like in the office like a normal human or or to kind of negotiate the situation where I'm, I'm wanting to unplug is to schedule emails to send in the future. So maybe I'm working on a Saturday night because my daughter's asleep and I'm just at the, you know, the rental house and I don't have anything to do. Well, I'll, I'll probably schedule this for Monday morning, you know to make it look like I came in and I did something and then my clients are hearing from me like at a regular basis. And, um, you know, it seems like business as usual if it's not something that's, you know, if it's just a quick response and they don't need a lot of, of my attention. Um, it's kind of good, good way to go about it. It also I've found allows me to drag my feet a little bit on stuff. So if I get an email in the morning, it's something easy to respond to. And I'm, I'm wanting to try to get some, you know, some vacation in, I, 
I may schedule a response for the next day or the next afternoon just to kind of like drag that issue on just a little bit. That's so, so smart. Yeah. To buy a day or uh, buy a day or two because, you know, why not if it's not something super pressing? Uh, but I don't want to, you know, I don't want it to fall off my radar. It's kind of a good way to take uh, take action on it. I should totally do that because the second you answer the easy thing, they're like, great, she's in the office. Also, when are we going to get this? Will you do this? Will you do that? You're like, oh, no. (laughs) Since you're there, here's four more emails. Yeah, that's so smart. I didn't even think about, I mean, I'll schedule things, but I've kind of viewed it opposite, honestly, is, you know, leading up to this last trip, I worked, um, in the office full days, uh, the day before, uh, the day of, and the day after Christmas. Um, and I just went ahead and emailed people and I thought, well, this way I'll seem like I'm really working hard because I'm about to be gone. <laughs> but, you know, perhaps it would have been smarter for me to have scheduled the ones that I could out a couple days so that I'm kind of like, they're not hearing from me, hearing from me, hearing from me. And then it's just silence for a week. Because like a 24 hour turnaround time on email seems totally reasonable in, in almost every regard. So um, you can kind of bake in a couple of days and, and it's worth noting you're not a miserable Scrooge working Christmas Eve and Christmas day. Uh, your, your husband was working, so you were... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that was the whole thing was this allows me to work when he works. Um, and so when we're traveling especially, I have to take that really literally because otherwise I um, I won't have enough time to do the work I need to do. <laughs> so, um, like, I worked all day Sunday, for instance, because uh, he was working on Sunday. And I got mad props from my client who was like, thanks for coming in and pushing this through. <laughs> like, <"All right>, you're welcome. <laughs> That's right. Anything for you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Hope he's not listening. Yeah, that's uh, one thing I found about the scheduling emails thing is that uh, I have to be kind of picky about where I use it because the email you deliver has to be pretty buttoned up. Um, like if, if you send a sloppy email that doesn't quite answer all the questions and you drag your feet on it a little bit, the, you know, the client is more inclined to start getting frustrated because they're just trying, they need answers from you. But if you're able to give a, a, a firm response, you know, like this should satisfy everything you need from me, or, you know, here's all the research that needed to be done or, you know, like a kind of a thoughtful, impressive email. It's great for those because then that, you know, the illusion that you put a lot of time into it, not illusion, you have put a lot of time into it. Um, and then it's just delivered strategically um that makes sense because what you're accomplishing is the same as the typical like sloppy email back and forth a couple times it's just all at once i have noticed that about you doing that so it's interesting that that might be where you got it from is i'll i mean not that you take very long but um you know if i'm connecting you with someone instead of you know me like hey meet this person so and so meet this person instead of getting a response within 10 minutes, it'll be like the next day, but it's this like, it's got all these links in it. And that's a really like, like I looked you up and I saw this and, you know, here's some really good thoughts and it always comes across so professionally. I really like that. I think that's great. I didn't, I like to hear the origin story of it. (laughs) Sometimes it's just a penance for uh, procrastination. Fair. (laughs) That should be the title of our show. Penance for procrastination. Yeah, that's um you're you're you can't procrastinate and go on vacation. Uh you know, like you gotta you gotta do all this stuff that's on your docket. Everything that you can do, you wanna move off your plate if you're gonna check out. I guess like 
you have to decide, in my opinion, what you're going to do. For instance, um, if I were going to go somewhere and just have, you know, I had a free week um, and could just do whatever, I'd go to California and um, probably work three hours a day somewhere uh, just for the time zone difference because <laughs> you get your workout really like you, 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 it, it's more favorable for me. I spend a lot of time. I'm in the mountain, mount, I'm in the mountain time. I'm in the mountains in mountain time. And I spend a ton of my time on East Coast time. And so around five o'clock, um, everything is starting to like ramp up. And by seven, when we're all trying to go to dinner, it's like I'm getting constant emails because everybody's wrapping up their day in Denver and wanting things. And they don't think that, you know, you should be gone yet. <laughs> so if you're just choosing somewhere, choose somewhere with good time zone differences that make it more favorable for you. Why not? Uh, last night I was watching a Netflix documentary on uh, Quincy Jones. <laughs> what? Golden age of the TV, guys. <laughs> this is what you choose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anything. Anything's a good, uh, is worthy of airtime, I suppose. But um, so Quincy Jones, longtime musician, uh, composer, um, like, he, like the amount of people he, in the documentary, he's playing this bit and he was just like on his cell phone calling people like Oprah and Will Smith and Colin Powell. Like, like he just, he just buddies with all these people, you know, and can just like literally call them and their cell phone rings and they answer and they talk to him, you know? That's amazing. Um, They're like, yeah. Quincy, this is Rashida Jones dad right correct yeah uh the color purple was his first movie he ever directed uh he produced thriller <laughs> like like uh pretty much made michael jackson pretty much made will smith like he produced that tv show uh first prince um anyways uh, like star-studded like history of his life it was very fascinating but one of the things he talked about in the in the documentary which to your point you just made was that he loved living in California and he loved working late at night because when he, he said, and I'm like, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but the quote was something like, cause the rest of the world is asleep. Like, and, you know, by that time when it's late in California, like East coast is super asleep mountain time, whatever. And so he was like, that, that was my most productive time. Cause you know, quote unquote, the rest of the world was asleep. And I, I, I love that. And, um, well, because if, if people stop expecting a response from you at 6 o'clock, like your time, right? It, then that's 3 o'clock in California. So you're off the hook at 3. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I mean, I like, I don't know. Uh, my husband and I have um, the ability to fly uh, two for one through the Southwest Companion Pass. And so um, we can, I mean, if Southwest goes there, it's an option. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we rent out, um, I, I've, this is all terrible and braggy sounding, but like we also rent out our Airbnbs so that we can make money while we're gone. So we're, we're really scrambling. Uh, travel hacks, travel hacks. I mean, really genuinely, most of the time the Airbnb will cancel out the amount we pay on hotels and then our travel, our flights are, uh, free or, you know, less than a hundred dollars. So and then we order takeout here all the time anyway, so the rest is kind of a, a wash. That's the travel hack. <laughs> so impressive. Um, 
So the next note I have, and I'd love your thoughts on this because I think you and I are, tend to be a little different about this, is to, uh, I think I try to make a concerted effort to limit my inbox time because uh, I, once I see an, e- an email in there, I struggle to just like let that lie. Like it calls my action. Um, but you are someone who has like notifications turned on for each email that arrives to your phone, which I, I in, you know, in contrast, I have, there, there are virtually no apps on my phone that are allowed to send me notifications. Like uh, the ones I need to check into, I check into and the rest, you know, I'll, I'll get it when I get back to my computer kind of thing. As the, as the mindset I've had towards that. Um, but you're like getting, you know, <laughs> up, you know I never it. thought that was weird until you start, you, I heard you describing that about me to somebody. And it was the same way I felt when I, I mean, I sounded when I was describing that guy I saw at the grocery store last week, who had an anchor tattooed on his nose. You know, like I was like, I got an anchor tattooed on his nose. What a commitment. <laughs> and you were like, she gets notifications for emails. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't do that. And like, I mean, you know, it allows you to respond very timely, like the rest of the year, right? Like whenever, you know, whenever you're working. Um, but for me, that just would be uh, anxiety. It does inducing. cause anxiety, but. I, that was every lawyer at firms had that because they they like treated um, emails expecting the same level of response as you would like a text message um, from your boss, right? Yeah, and so it gave me a lot of anxiety then because it would usually be an email from my boss, and then that was terrible, you know. But now it's just clients needing something, so it's relatively easy for. I look at it and I think, okay, you know, I know, I know, I can deal with that tomorrow, or like, let me shoot this off, or in the next hour, I need to find a time to sit down with the computer, and then I feel less anxiety because I know that I'm not. There's not some like time bomb sitting there in my inbox that I'm gonna get accosted by when I sit down. Because after you gave me a hard, or you know, you pointed out that it was crazy, I sort, I thought like, should I turn those off? And then I just decided it would cause me more anxiety to think something was floating out there um, and I didn't know about it. <laughs> so, Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's, uh, that's, that's <laughs> funny to me. Like, but I guess in, in, to some degree, yeah. though, you're billing by the hour, right? So, so instead of a ding, it really should be like <laughs> a ching kind of thing that's like just work. Yeah, or no. again. <laughs> Does uh, it probably has that component too that is just not as stressful. Um, but I, I mean, I even kept the same notification noise I as I had when I was at the big firm uh, because I like it. It's a train noise, and it's like the train passing by, and I do that because. Like when you hear a train passing by, you notice it, but you're not like, oh no, I need to do something, you know? Like it's just. So it's not like a line. Yeah. Like- no, it's not like approaching. It's like one passing in the night that maybe you wouldn't totally notice, but you're tuned into it. So I find it soothing. <laughs> but no one in the whole world, I'm convinced, is better at unsubscribing from emails than I am. Like, if you put me on an email list and you're not a real person that I'm trying to communicate with, like, I will unsubscribe so fast, so hard. No, I'm, I'm the same way. I, I have, as unsurprisingly, have this really uh, deliberate um, 
methodical uh, email structure uh, of involving multiple addresses and all kinds of fancy Gmail features. And if someone violates, penetrates my inner inner circle email, I will burn them to yeah, the ground. It's like you're you're filing a complaint <laughs> with consumer protection. Like how'd they get this email? <laughs> so we kind of talked about this a little bit while we were in town, but I thought this was a pretty good hack that's appropriate for this conversation. Um, I saw someone tweeted, uh, and I'll, I'll try to include a link to it in the show notes, but so they get credit. Um, I'm about to say what they tweeted. <laughs> Um, but essentially tweeted something about instead of asking when you need this for me, like when you need this done, uh, when you're talking with your clients, instead ask the question, when will you have time to review this? Because um, there's often very different answers. And it kind of it already kind of pushes a little bit of the onus back onto them that like, okay, well, if I'm going to jump through hoops to get this to you, like there's an expectation that you're going to look at it quickly, you know, not just let it sit for a while. Um, but in a way that's like polite and doesn't seem like you're being, you know, contentious. Um, and I, uh, something like that, I think in this situation is super valuable because you run into situations where someone's like, Oh, can you get this to me? You know, as soon as you can. And then you can kind of follow up with that. Oh, cool. When will you get a chance to review it? You know, so I can make sure I have it to you by then. And then on, oftentimes you find a couple extra days in there that you, that you didn't think you had on the, on the onset. I think that is so smart. And it's also like the negotiation anchoring and not throwing out your first number. Cause I told you about that, like that guy who said, you know, ASAP as soon as you can. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, it's a Friday, but I guess I could talk on Monday. And he was like, oh, oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> I did not need to fast track that so hard. <laughs> Yeah, so at least, you know, as soon as you can or as soon as possible um, means really different things to different people. So if they're asking you for as soon as you, you know, as soon as possible, putting the onus on them to say what that means and then also make sure that it's, um, you know, they are obligated to think about their own schedule realistically and when they'll be able to get to it is just so brilliant. I can't wait to use that. I did have a client not long ago, um, has probably been a year now, that said something along the lines of, hey, could you get this to me by Friday? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then a little bit later in the conversation, she mentioned that she was going to be out of town all the following week. And so it's like the implications were that she wasn't going to look at it until she returned, but like she wanted to feel good about the fact that it was there, I guess. I don't know. Um, and so and like asking kind of a few more questions led me to be like, can I just make sure you get this midweek or like ensure that it's in your inbox when you, when you return and it worked out okay. But there's just, you know, uh, people aren't all, they're thinking about their world, not yours. And I think she's just thinking, I got to get all this done before I leave town, you know? And, and so, I mean, it made sense. It just didn't make sense. <laughs> I like that. That's how I feel about that guy with the anchor tattoo on his nose. <laughs> well, if you were hardcore about being a sailor, you his nose kind of looked like an anchor the way that it was shaped. So it made sense. <laughs> I um, follow a couple of Twitter accounts for local newspapers that will often tweet about a link to yesterday's arrest reports. And like the chances they'll always include, you know, cause you have to include a photo and a tweet or no one looks at it. It always includes like one of the mugshots. 
And I, I bet like 95% of the time that individual has neck tattoos. <laughs> and, and I was just thinking like, you know, nothing against people with neck tattoos, but if I were in the law enforcement field, like that seems like a real quick way. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. If you've got a neck tattoo and you're currently white collar, um, then you're that weirdo wearing a turtleneck everywhere. <laughs> the summer job interviews wearing the turtleneck. That is a tricky one to, to get. It's just a real commitment. You know, you got to honor and respect people who, you know, feel that strongly about something. I'm impressed. I'm genuinely impressed. Like, okay, that's the thing. All right. Any other thoughts for, uh, for a traveling with clients show? have good clients and then they'll be happy for you when you tell them you're on vacation. I had really sweet clients who I said, I answered a call and, and your daughter was uh, yelling my name. I was like, I'm sorry, my niece is yelling my name. And she was like, Oh, don't worry about it. Go. And she kicked a bunch of stuff down the road. Um, you know, just like I saw emails I was CC'd on, like we can't uh, respond right now. Cause Sarah's on vacation and they didn't make me feel bad about it at all. So uh, good clients make for good vacations. Yeah, that was the, the the last note that I had too. Was just kind of like, if you have clients that aren't, I mean, within reason, right? Like if I'm if I'm checking out during Black Friday, like like uh, that's me, that's on me. Um, but within reason, like if you're responsible about things and you have the, the kind of good relationships and good clients, like if you have a client that's not cool about it, then you've got bigger yeah, problems. Yeah, it's going to be your yeah. life too. So yeah, yeah. And I mean, um, for all of the, for every Friday I cut out early, there's a super late Wednesday night or a Sunday afternoon that, that often, you know, makes up for that to some degree. So, um, it's not like it's, you're never available. And, and I think there's a, there's this temptation as a freelancer, because I know what I'm actually doing to like feel guilty about those kind of situations where like back when I was traditionally employed, you know, if I was sitting in a staff meeting or if I was having to go to training or, you know, any other thing that like um, would have been pressed upon me that would have been my own choosing, like I wouldn't have felt felt guilty for not getting back to the client because like I was doing some other thing. And now it just happens that I have total autonomy on my schedule. And so now there's this temptation that if I'm, if, if I'm not at my desk working that to feel guilty about those kind of situations. And I, more than anything from this trip we just went on, I, I realized that that's something I'm going to have to like get past and work through that. Like that I've got to respect my own time uh, just as much as I'm asking them to respect my time and knowing that I'll get it timely, but it might not mean absolutely like as soon as possible. And that's okay. I um, had not thought about that. And that's an excellent point that, you know, usually you've got other things that you're like when you're traditionally employed, the other things that your boss is making you do, uh, you don't discount as not real work. <laughs> so it's all part of it. That's a good, good way of reframing it. I like that a lot. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, um, it was fun getting to spend some time uh, IRL and uh, in particular, somewhere warm in the midst of uh, these these cold, terrible winter months. 
couldn't agree more. And thanks for uh, doing all my tech support while I was <laughs> in town. Just how you wanted to spend your your wonderful trip. That's right. Uh, I got to reformat the hard drive on Sarah's laptop. So the fact that we're speaking today says a lot about my nerd skills. It does. It really does. <laughs> and also the fact that we were 15 minutes late because I realized I didn't have Skype or anything downloaded says a lot about my <laughs> my skills. Uh, well, I love it. Well, um, good chatting. We'll talk next week. Right. Okay. Sounds good. All right. See you. Bye.